Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you think there's anything wrong with St. James's Hospital offering an incentive to discharge patients? I know, that's, it's a bizarre story, but it's true. Experts have slammed James's Hospital for offering its staff cash prizes in a bid to free up hospital beds. Incentives of up to 500, pardon me, 500 euro were part of a competition to get discharged patients to vacate their beds early in the day. And the move by the Dublin Hospital was called ill-judged by the Irish Hospital Consultants Association. The posters for the competition have since been taken down. Yes, they had posters up for it, since been taken down. And the James's Hospital have apologised. Um, tonight I want to talk about this and ask you your opinion on it because I've come across some people saying that they don't really see an issue with it. Some people have said that it's just offering an incentive for more productive work and it's very common in most industries in the form of bonuses. I've heard people say that they have waited hours to be discharged and that if they were discharged before 11 o'clock in the morning they would be happy. I heard a medical expert recently say that in some cases, once a nurse has looked at the patient and they are back to normal health, they move on to another patient who needs their help. He said uh, that this is the reason for the late discharges and that an incentive to discharge people earlier would change this. However, some believe the cash incentives should not be used in healthcare and fear it could, be a, uh, it could mean uh, that a patient who isn't really 100% ready to go home will be discharged just so the nurse or the doctor or whoever it is can get their €500 Euro incentive. They also believe that discharging a patient if, uh, efficiently is part of the job and sh- there sh- it should be done regardless of any cash incentive. But I want to know what you think of this story tonight. I mean, do you think there's anything wrong with hospitals, the HSE, giving a cash incentive to discharge patients quickly in the day? Let me know if you would agree with it. Do you think, well, sure, I, yeah, I don't see anything too wrong with that, not as long as the patient is well. Do you see anything wrong with that? Now, I, I mean, I'm sure many of you are, have been aware of somebody who's been in hospital for, say, a couple of weeks. Uh, you've gone up to them and they go, oh, yeah, I'm getting out today. Yeah, oh, fuck, I'm just waiting for the bloody doctor to come around and discharge me. And they're sitting there with their clothes on them, you know, and they have their bags packed. And they can't go till the doctor comes around to discharge them. So, and the nurse is off seeing other patients and looking after the patients. Whereas there's an incentive there, the nurse might make it her business to make sure the doctor sees them quickly and gets them out. And that's, I suppose, essentially what they're trying to do. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. WhatsApp or text me. Do you think it's a good idea um, to give an incentive to nurses or doctors to discharge patients quickly? Deirdre, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Deirdre? Ah, oh, Niall, how are things? How are you? Good. How's everybody in Kells? Oh, no bother, no bother at all. They were all asked to be in Kells. Even the, even, the, even the chipper and all, they were all asked to be in <laughs> No right. bother them at all. All right, okay. <laughs> Good. A big hello, big shout out to all the gang and Angelo's Chipper and Kells. And Angelo's Chipper. <laughs> and, all, and all in the Mead River Rescue. They're having a big outing on tomorrow night. I, I do, I'm involved in that. Right, okay. It's, it's in Watergate 300. It's a very good cause. Okay, okay, well done. All right, well, look, dear, to get back to this topic, you know, do you think it's a good idea to give a bonus or an incentive to somebody in a hospital to get you out quickly? Well, it's very hard to... I, it's it's very very it's very very hard to make it to make it out. I thought maybe it was just a money like a like a, like a money like a money racket. Yeah. Like is this the money now? At the building, the the children's hospital on the ground. The same. I just thought that after when the, when the man rang me. Yeah. Would it be to do with the with the 
the children's hospital in Otten. They're building a new children's hospital. Well, they are. Then. They are. Yes, at St James's. Yeah, but they were, the building is halted at the moment. But that's where they're building it. Yes. And and it w- would it be that that they're looking for that they're looking for like, they're looking for like, like looking for money? Like, well, no, they're giving they're giving the money away, Deirdre. So they're not looking for us. They're giving the yeah, but, the HSC but, are but, giving the money away to them. And the and I. I I can't understand this, Niall, if they're giving money away. And all the people, listen, all the people that are lying on trolleys, I mean, there's something wrong. Where are they getting all this money? Well, the money is not the reason people are lying on trolleys. And, and the argument is, Deirdre, that if people are lying on trolleys and they're given an incentive to free up beds, it might get the people off the trolleys quicker because then they'll have a bed free for them. I don't know. It, it, it's, 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 very hard to, it, it's, very, it's very hard to make it out. Or unless they're having a, a unless they're having a big raffle or something, or <laughs> you know. I don't think they're having any raffles, Deirdre. All right, well, hold on. Let me go to Seamus as well. Seamus, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Seamus? Seamus, are you there? Oh, hold on. It's gonna be one of those. Like, oh, hold on for a second, Seamus. I don't know why your line is not working. Yeah, you should be working now, Seamus. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Somebody pushed a the button they shouldn't have. But there you go, James. Ah, oh, not to worry, not to worry. Yeah, listen, uh, it, it's, it's actually, it's, it's quite worrying, and I think it's embarrassing. If, if by international standards, if any other hospital was to look, or any other health service to look at our system and the state that it's been in, but to hear that a hospital, whether it be one hospital or two or any more, has adopted such a, a risky, uh, I'd say, uh, unethical approach to... To, 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 to patient care and discharge. It, it's just embarrassing at this point. I mean, this is a reflection, really, on Simon Harris and Fianna Gael. And, you know, all their moaning in the doll about the, their predecessors, Fianna Fáil, and the problems they've caused. They've had 10 years to fix it, and we've let, we're now left with the worst crisis in the country, uh, the country's ever seen since the beginning of the state. But see, see their, argu- okay, their argument is, and then, let's be clear about this, they, ha- they have apologised for it, a little bit too late, mind you. Uh, they, too late. Yeah, and they had posters up, right, as well. Yeah. To, you know, big posters. I don't know what the posters actually said, I didn't see them. But um, the argument was that they are patients who are ready to go. And I suppose it's that old, and I remember years ago when my dad was in and out of hospital like a yo-yo because he had hip problems, heart problems, all sorts of problems before he died. But he would be in for two weeks and I'd go in to see him and he'd say, oh, I'm getting out today. You know, that's grand. And he'd be sitting there in his clothes on him and his bag packed. And he said, I just have to wait for the doctor or for the nurse to see me before I go. And he'd be sitting there for two or three hours or, and the nurse would be off doing something else. And I suppose the incentive is to try and expediate that discharge. I, I understand that at some level. Obviously, if there's a, you know, if we have 50 patients sitting in a, in a, in a waiting room who maybe is complaining of something minor, and I can't even classify something that's minor. It's really down to a doctor yeah. or a very qualified nurse. But, like, that's the dangerous game they're playing. You know, when you incentivize someone with an immediate cash bonus, why, why didn't the government turn around and give the, uh, you know, just... Just to bring it back a bit, right? Why did the government not turn around when they when they opted to give themselves a ten percent pay rise at the start of this year, right? Over uh, the next three year, uh, in terms of instalment, next three years of instalment, they've they've given themselves well, well, pay, a pay recovery. Rise. Pay recovery, they called it, by the way. Well, okay, pay recovery. Yeah. Well, you know, the teachers deserve a pay recovery too. But I mean, they, they, why didn't they give the, the nurses their their proper contracts and and their their, their pay rises that they deserve? in order to incentivize in the long run 
But, 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 then, yeah, but that's still the same thing. You're still incentivizing people to do their job. No, it's, uh, it's by the way, I agree with you. I do. I do agree with you. I think this is a ridiculous idea because I don't. Yeah. I don't believe you should ever have to pay somebody to do their job because no, it, is, it, it is a nurse's job to be efficient in the first place. Anyway, it is. It, but yeah, I'm not blaming any of the healthcare staff really. At the end of the day, all these problems emanate from those uh, who are at the top. All all great systems, are, you know, are run by great leaders. The leaders we have at the moment are not leaders. They're kings of the hill, and it's like a game of thrones, effectively. That's what they're playing with the people while they sell them off as pawns. Ultimately, that's what's happening. The net effect is is a cash bonus system being incentivized in a hospital. I mean, imagine if you went in complaining of something like a headache. God forbid it'd be something serious that might turn out to be a tumour or something like that. God forbid. And you're you're rushed out the door. And you're rushed out because you just have a headache and we have someone here with a broken leg who might be vomiting. And yet you're sent home because it was incentivized for the guy to get a 500 euro cash bonus to get you out the door before 3 p.m. And you're left with what? I mean, that's what you're playing with. And ultimately, and I know there's many arguments to this story and I I understand where you're coming from when it comes to the less serious... uh, uh, cases, but you know that's down. That's for a doctor to the to decipher. At at the end of the day, when you have a system that operates that way, it's because of the def- defunct, which is the only word to describe it, the defunct healthcare system run by a defunct uh, government. And what do you think and is wrong? I mean, let, let me. What, what do you think is wrong? I mean, let me give an example. I, I had reason twice to be an A and E in Belfast in the last yeah. uh, four weeks, right? I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. And the last time I was up there was last Saturday, right? And I ended yeah. up on the floor in home base, by the way, with the pain. But however, and two people helping me up, which was quite yeah. amazing funny. <laughs> I feel like an old man. But anyway, I, I, I ended up in A&E. I arrive at five yeah. to three and I'm, exam- I'm triaged, I'm examined, I have my urine tested. A doctor has a bit of a feel about, I have an x-ray and I'm out at ten past four. And there was 150 people in the waiting room. It was a Saturday, which is a busy day for A&E. How yeah. can they do that in such a small country, essentially, 1.7 million people in Northern Ireland? And, and they have less hospitals than we have, obviously, in the South, and we have 5 million people, I understand that. But how can they do that and we can't? It's, uh, I, I hate to say it now, when I say these words, I don't mean it, uh, I'm not talking about the present situation up north or in, in the UK, but really it's ultimately down to good governance. The NHS has been run far great, uh, been run far better than the... The, the, the health service here in Ireland for years now. I know they complain about it, but they're, I mean, if they want to complain about the, 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 the NHS, as you said only a few days ago, take a look at the HSE here. It is a shambles. And Simon Harris, and I know I'm trying to blame this guy because uh, ultimately is the, he, he is in charge of the health service. He is, but, he I've, is, but, but I've said before, it's every Minister for Health that I've ever known since I started yes. working on radio. We've had the same story. <clears throat> You know, with Mary Harney, Michal Martin, uh, James yeah. Riley. It doesn't matter who yeah. it was. It's always been the same problem. They well, inherit it. It has, it has been. It needs a complete overhaul. And everyone knows it. The consultants know it. I mean, I don't know who's in the rooms, uh, who's in the, who negotiates the contracts with the consultants in behind the scenes. Ultimately, the public sector in this country is an absolute shambles. And it's bleeding the state. Right. I mean, it's what, what I noticed, and my, just my own observations from the way they did it in Belfast in the Ulster Hospital, right, was yeah. when I go into A&E here, I'm seen by triage. I'm brought inside, let's say if it's Beaumont, I'm brought inside the double doors where you think you're going to be seen quicker then, right? And you have yeah. to wait for a doctor. Now, I could be waiting maybe an hour before a doctor comes down from a ward or something like that. So you're seeing he'll see three or four people and then he has to piss off back up to a ward again. So there's a lack of doctors. That's the first thing. The second thing is the doctor then will say, okay, I'm a bit worried about you. You might need a blood test and an X-ray. 
I'll, I'll sort that out for you. And off he goes and he says it to a nurse. The nurse might take an hour and a half to get back to you and say, right, I'm going to have to send you for an X-ray or a blood test. Whereas when I was in Belfast, the last, the first time, four weeks ago, the, nurse, or the doctor that examined me, the female doctor that examined me, she um, did the urine test. She did the blood test herself there and then. And she filled yeah. out the X-ray form and showed me where to go. And I got it and came back to her, right? So she did it all herself. She didn't ask somebody else to do it. And so everything, the one doctor takes care of you. And that's it. Yeah. Until you're finished and yeah. you're gone. Whereas here, it's yeah. a, you seem to be passed from Billy to Jack. That's because of the, it's the system. As you said, it's Billy to Jack, that's the problem. It's the whole governance. The whole thing needs an overhaul completely. And it's going to take some leader. Uh, no, I'm not, when I say leader, I'm certainly not referring to uh, Varadkar and co, because they're not leaders. They're basically no, running their own No, I wouldn't let them look after me dog, to be honest with you, the pair of them. But no, I, I wouldn't. And the sooner they're out of power, and the, the better. I think the better, the change, a real change is what we really need. And it's not going to happen with the current government whatsoever. I'll just say one thing as well, just in line with what you said, your experience in Northern Ireland. I was in, um, uh, I was in the Canary Islands, actually, only a few years back on holidays. Yep. I, I got really sick, had a serious problem with the stomach and whatever. I was seriously ill. I remember trying to rent a car out and whatever. Uh, I luckily came back, couldn't rent it out. I felt ill all of a sudden, got back to the hotel, and I was rushed to the hospital. When I was at the hospital, I was seen to it within minutes. Mm-hmm. I was given the probably injections, whatever it may be. I'd say within an hour, I was home with the right medication and discharged and signed off. And, 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 and that's another thing, by the way, the medication. You're right. When, you, when the same when I left the ulcer, you're given the medication, not a prescription. You're yeah. given the medication. You're given the medication. There's a big difference. Yeah. And, and by I the mean, way, I had, I had reason to be with somebody else in a hospital in the Costa del Sol. And again, very efficient. They had these blue, green, white and red line on the floor. And you were told to follow lines again in and out in an hour and 45 minutes. In and minutes. out, yeah. And, yeah, a, it's, and it's, it was a packed waiting room as well. I, don't, I just... I, it's shocking though, isn't it? And you know, don't forget, it's one of the pigs. The pig, You know the pigs, the, the pig countries uh, yeah. within um, Europe, uh, Portugal, is it Italy, Greece and Spain. But yet some of the poorest countries uh, economically um, in, in, the, in Europe and yet their healthcare systems are second to none. I mean, the healthcare you get there is on a par with anywhere else in Eastern Europe, or sorry, uh, in the Eastern uh, part of the world, mm-hmm. or, uh, or in the States for that matter, or even in Canada. But like, yet they're, they're deemed economically poor countries within Europe. We're one of the so-called richest countries in, the, in, in Europe. You know, and when I talk about the richest countries, I'm, I'm speaking in Pascal Donoghue terms, as in fiscal. He, they love that word fiscal. Fiscal, in yes, they do, but, yeah. yeah. Fiscal wealth is one thing, but the wealth of a country and, and the benefits for its people are another, and we're certainly not getting it. Okay, we'll stay there for a second, because Dermot, you're on yeah. Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Evening to you now. Um, an interesting story, Dermot, that they'd offer. By the way, Dermot, where have you been? About to ask you the same question. This is, I think, probably the first time this year I've been on. And why is that? I have no idea. I have no idea. I listened to you night after night, night after night, and the, ah, the subject, come and go, they come and go, they come and go, and then I, I hear women on from Kells talking about Angelo's chipper and the whole lot. <laughs> and I'm thinking this show is fucking going downhill around. <laughs> because of Angelo's chipper. Whatever happened to the serious conversation. Where, where, uh, uh, where's Dermot? That's what I wanted to know. Where's Dermot? Well, there He's, you go. You're back anyway, Dermot. Well, look, Dermot, an incentive of 500 quid um, by James's Hospital to get staff, to encourage staff or incentivize them uh, to get pa- uh, passengers, I was going to say, patients out before 11 o'clock in the morning. If they're being discharged, out of out of um, hospital beds. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 
all that would need, Niall, is just one person to be borderline um, should they go home or should they not. And for the money incentive, they're sent home. They have a heart attack. They have, a, they have something happening yeah. serious happens to them. And then you will have a massive lawsuit against the hospital. Yes. And all your 500 yes. euro fucking bonuses go out the window because somebody will sue <laughs> hundreds of thousands. And that and that really ended that and the staff that that this discharged them could be they, could be could, could have a criminal charge, charge against them yes could have a criminal charge yeah. against them so it's just look I I don't want to harp on about the country but I I genuinely I'm getting so depressed this country is I've never ever seen such a kip in yeah, my life bad, every I agree. I agree. every single you have to, I'm not going to go off on a tangent but you have that bollocks uh, claiming all those um, claiming all those um, expenses, fifty over fifty grand that he was. Well, well, that's much well, yeah, well it's still to be investigated. Yes, but Leo Bright yeah, says. But, but well, well, Leo, Leo, Leo did say today if it's found out that he did uh, claim expenses that he shouldn't have had, that he will be paying them back. He will be paying oh, them back. He's, Come on. Because he's been, because he's been caught now. Because he's been caught. That's the yeah. only reason. Okay, we, we let we let the investigation. Uh, no, we let, yeah, we let that go. We don't go to a tangent. But there is that. Then there's the housing. Then there's the health. I don't know. I, I have to be honest. I was in hospital for for um for a bit of a I had a bit of an issue earlier in the year. Now I did the tele hospital. I didn't find it too bad. I did the A and E. There was about sixty seventy people in the waiting room in the A and E. And again, I'm, I'm not going to go over the tangent, but I would say I could be sure that ninety percent of them were foreign nationals. So it's a population explosion. And the hospitals are being run pretty much. What as difference? Were, but I'm just curious as to what difference it makes, what nationality somebody is in A and E. The nationality means that these people probably were not here 12 months ago, two years ago. Okay, so the population is expanding, is what you're so saying. So the, yeah, the population is expanding, and they don't. They haven't expanded the hospitals. They haven't expanded the staff. They haven't done anything. Now you, you might no, think, well, they're throwing, they're throwing billions every year at it. So where is the money going? And I don't know. No, I just yeah, don't yeah, know. Well, so sorry, Seamus. Go ahead. No, no, I just want to ask, number one, who's paying the 500 euro bonuses? The HSC, I assume. The HSC are paying it out, but yes, the government couldn't give the, uh, the, they could give themselves a pay rise. Now, I call it a pay rise because it's 10%, but yet they could not pay. They sold out the the nurses who, for all the work they do in this country, they deserve their pay rise. You know, ultimately, they will look after you. They do a great job. The doctors do a great job. But the system and the governance is absolutely shambolic. One other thing as well, Margaret Thatcher said like about 30 or 40 years ago, I was only a a child myself at the time, but during the, 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 this is a a tangent, but it was just her comments. She said, you can never trust the Irish, they're liars, and that's all they are. And that was in negotiations with the UK and And she was right. when it we comes are, to politics, are, the Irish are liars, the greatest liars ever. And I'm ashamed to say it, because we're being sold out to Europe. And just when you say that all the foreign nationals, aside to like the, 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 uh, the topic, you know, the, the fact that there are all these people, all these foreign nationals are, are imploding, in, you know, are exploding in numbers within the country, it, it's, yep. it's overloading the system. And they're not looking at after the, the, the country. It's not looking after the country. Okay, but, okay, well, okay, let's just stick to the point that the, the population has and expanded all, exponentially. Yes. And and, all well, the population in the last 20 years has gone from 3.1 million to 5 million people. Yeah. You know, which is quite a substantial uh, rise in it. For a small island country, it's quite a substantial rise in population. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, experts have predicted that Ireland could easily handle a population of 9 million people, 9 to 10 million people, but the population... But the population would have to grow slowly for that to happen, for the for the economy to grow with it. Niall, 
it's, it's not going to happen. Well, well, we had, no, a po- well, we had a population of 10 million before the famine. Yeah, but I tell you, if you get a population of 10 million this time, Niall, there'll be another famine. Because the way this country is governed, it's unfortunately, yes. it, the wrong money is in the wrong hands. And the wrong power is in the wrong hands, definitely and in the last are, 10 years. Can and I, I have to go. Okay, so yeah, Jeremy, go ahead. We are teetering on the brink of, of um, we are living on, on, on a, in a quicksand economy. We are depending on, yes. on outside sources for, for our money, the likes, and it's namely the United States with all their multinationals and, you know, small businesses and the whole lot. If this, if this thing cracks and breaks, we are bollocks as a country. We are very seriously bollocks as a country because, quite simply, like you say, you have the 160 or the 150-odd bastards in Dahl in Nesta House. And not, for, not <laughs> one of them. Ah, come on. You can't, you, can't, you can't say not one of them is doing their job. Some of them work too. They do work quite hard. It's unfair. I no, no, no. I, I have to be fair. It's unfair to say that you know that you might not like the policies of some of them, and that's fair enough. You might think some are not doing a good job, and some of them are wasters, and clearly some of them are wasters. Some of them are chancers and rogues, uh, but there are some that are making the well, effort and trying to do a hard the, job. Well, off the top of your head, you you name me one or two exceptionally good politicians who are really doing their job and they're really they're doing it correctly. Name just name one. No rock. What the hell is uh, going on? What? I'll tell you, no, uh, the TD Michael M- M- uh, is it Michael Collins down in West Cork. I think he was he was uh, he made a comment about looking after um, some of our own people, so to, so to speak, when it came to the homelessness crisis. No, okay, there, there, there are there are some politicians, Chairman, who are doing a good job, who are who are tirelessly trying. You know, you might not hear too much about them. Maybe they're local issues they're dealing with on a regular basis, local people who have problems. But there are politicians who are doing a good job. Some of them. So I'm not disagreeing with you. There's a lot of them are wasters. For the general run health of the country, the bottom line is you have politicians. There's one guy um, that retired there last year. I think it was at the last election, Joe Higgins. And Joe was on before he retired, and he said he was something like close to 30 years in the dog. And I thought to myself, what the fuck did he do for this country in 30 years? Nothing. He never changed anything. And yet he got a dog salary for 30 years. He'd, he'd get a pension, the whole lot. And he never did anything. He never... Well, he might not have done something that affected your life, but he may have done other things that affected other people's lives. I don't... I'm not too familiar with Joe, Joe Higgins' history. I'm just using them. I know. Yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not having to go with them. I'm using them as an example. And quite simply... We, no, and, and, I, and I do agree with you. Being a TD shouldn't be a job for life. Um, and no, you should only be as good as your, next, your previous day's performance. Absolutely. And it's quite simply... They'll have to bring in... They're going to have to bring in... I don't know if they ever will, but they're going to have to bring a constitutional t- a thing in that you do a set period of time and then like the President of the US and then you're fucking yes. out. You're out. Yes. And that's no, the end of it. You I, cannot, you sit for two terms and then you give up your seat and new blood comes in. But this crack no, of people sitting on the door for 40 years is bollocks. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Seamus. Oh, I just come in there, I completely agree with that. bluntly, yeah. Sorry, could I just come in there? I just completely with what that, that caller just said there. I, I forget your name now, sorry. But Dermot. Like, Dermot, sorry, yeah, I completely agree with him. And I, I just going back to my college years as well, back in the day, uh, there was one particular person, I'm not going to name any names, who ended up in the doll at one point, and by their own admission, they were shocked. They came back and told us they were shocked. when they, uh, The first thing they, they were greeted with when they arrived in was a pep talk by their, their, their own party, and then they were given straight away uh, uh, the, the, the blueprints for all their rights and expenses uh, as right. a TD. It's well, well, the obvious, I mean, it's the really obvious, just trying to bleed everyone the dry. Obvious, there are no leaders anymore. No, the obvious, uh, the obvious case in point there was the RTE um, uh, guy, uh, George Lee. 
very, very good, intelligent guy. He was, I think, the political editor of RTE. Yeah. yeah, he left to join Fine Gael and to go into politics to make things better. He lasted about six fucking months, and then he was gone. And he was out the he door. Got, That's he right. He was sick. He, he walked out the door. He wasn't pushed. He walked. Because he was sick. He strikes on him. At the attitude yeah. in there, the way they go on in that place. Okay, well, hang on for a second, lads. We got off the topic slightly, but anyway. Let me go to Jude. Jude, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Jude? Hello, Noel. Um, five foot, let me go back to the original topic. €500 Euro incentive uh, to get patients out of their beds when they're ready to be discharged a little bit quicker. At first, now, when I saw this, I've seen this on the news. I even seen the poster. I was actually... I didn't see the crying. poster, by the way. What was the poster like? I was a, I was a poster. It's a, it's a poster. It's a A4-sized poster with, deep, with orange and blue like Christmas lights or whatever, and it has um, cash bonuses. You know, mm-hmm. it looks like it looks like an advertisement for a bingo. <laughs> you know, but uh, at first when I saw this, I was actually quite surprised. And then I listened to it again, and you just said it there. You said when they're ready to get out. Now, obviously, they're not going. To, I would have been against it if people weren't fit or ready to go out. But if people are ready to go out and leave hospital an hour or two early. I think it's a good idea because then it is freeing up the beds because there are an awful lot of Well, But if that was the case, hospital. if it's a case of that's only only what it was for and it was innocent, as innocent as that, so people are already in their clothes and they're waiting for just a nurse to come around and say, there you go, and sign a bit of paper, you're discharged, off you pop, right? Um, brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah, but fair enough, right? But what I'm saying to you is, why isn't the nurse doing that in the first place? Why do you have to pay somebody 500 euro to do their job? I know. I, I, and it, it, if, that's, if that sad, is the case, that's how simple it is. It is. It's a sad case of affairs. An awful lot of things those two gentlemen, previous gentlemen before me, were saying were right. But it is a sad state of affairs when a health system is resorted to doing this. But I thought first, no, that can't be right. But if there are getting rid of malingerers that don't need to be there, like bed blockers, to make room for people who genuinely be there... I have no problem with because hospitals and doctors have health insurance. There's no way a health insurance or a doctor would be able to discharge someone knowingly that they were ill or they didn't. But see, the, the fear by people is that if you incentivize it, you know, you might get somebody being rushed out the door who may not be quite ready to go yet or feel maybe, maybe a patient who feels, oh, geez, I, I don't feel I'm ready to go home yet or I, I just don't feel well enough yet or. So maybe that patient might be sent home and as Dermot said, what all it needs is one case of somebody to go home and that afternoon to have a heart attack. She had a case in Blanchetown uh, last year, uh, Blanchetown Hospital, where somebody presented themselves to A&E with a pain in his chest, was told loads of times they even got aggressive with him and told him that he was wasting their time to go home. The man was sent home in a, in a taxi and he had a heart attack when he walked in his door. And that was an awful job. There is an awful lot of medical negligence out there. You just have to look at the cervical cancer um, debacle. But most of these people, they're asking their staff to clear them out. But these people, or the people, the staff who are supposed to clear them out quicker, aren't they being signed off by a doctor? They're not like a well, if they, well, if they are already signed off by a doctor, right? Why do we have yeah, to incentivize the nurse to tell them to go home? I don't. We actually we shouldn't. You're right there. But it's, it's their job, it's, isn't it? Exactly. But it's a sad state of affairs. That's how bad the health system is over no, here. Yeah. Sorry, James. Oh, sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, is this incentive for nurses only or for doctors also? I, I'm assuming, I, I, t- I think... Well, it's not anymore, but I mean... Yeah, it's not, and it's, it's finished now. for nurses. It was, it was mainly for the nurses, yeah. But who, in, who, 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 I imagine who, in turn, would encourage the doctors to, to go see the patient. Yes, no nurse is going to take it on her own head, or his own head, to release somebody. They haven't got the authority to release somebody. They're nurses, they're not... 
They're not doctors. They're not. Uh, no, she would. Ha- she would. But I suppose if you incentivize it, the idea was that the nurse would make it her business. You know, as the doctor's going around to say, "Oh, look, would you go over to Johnny in bed for there and just sign off his discharge?" He's been sitting there for the last two hours like a plonker with his clothes on him. Yeah, but sure, that happens. That happens. Yeah. But that's, so that's, the that's, that's the incentive. Sorry, Seamus, yeah? No, no, it's just, I, I, I was just going to listen to the comments there from the lads as well. This is just a defunct system. Like, I, I ultimately, like in all systems, when you read the, 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 the books of psychology and whatever, these systems, it's, it's governance at the very top. They don't care anymore. I think Harris is, he's like a, He's like he's like one of the puppets in the puppet show. It's just gone beyond the joke. Well, I, mean, I, well, I always believed Simon Harris was too young and too immature for the job, but maybe he doesn't believe absolutely. that. I mean, listen to the guy. He's no, hang on, just one second now. He, I mean, look at his knee jerk reaction right to the to the cervical check uh, uh, yeah. uh, scandal that happened. His reaction to that right was to re, his ultimate reaction was just to react. He didn't actually think or, uh, uh, or plan anything out with a clear thought. He, he reacted, and that reaction preempted then a, a, another scandal and another backlog, which resulted in more deaths well, of young the, women. The only, the Disgraceful only, stuff. The, the only thing, to be fair to Simon Harris, if you want to put it that way, there was previous health ministers, and one of them happened to be James Friday, who was a qualified GP, and I think Varadkar himself was health minister at one stage. He was. Qualified GP. And to be honest, if they were sitting in that seat as well, they'd be doing no better. I don't blame Harris. In, he shouldn't be in the business. He should be back at well, school doing his leaving cert. But, <laughs> at the, you know, but at the end of the day, <laughs> he is just, he's just another symptom of the system. He's, got, he's, he's a figurehead. He's just a figurehead that does sweet F.A., well, I, I, I know I won't. Look, you might not agree with what he does, and I certainly don't agree with him a lot most of the time. But I can't turn around and say he does sweet FA because he does. They do work. They're just not doing what you want them to do or what it seems the majority of people want them to do. They're not doing what, what's logic, Niall. Hold on, Niall. They're not doing what's logic. What's logical for the health system. You know what I mean? It's not a case of what I want to do. See, I'm wondering, if if I was given the job tomorrow, or you, Seamus, or Dermot, or or Jude, right? If we were given the job tomorrow as the Minister for Health, right? I mean, it's a poison chalice. The only thing that could be done is to strip the whole thing apart and start again. And go back to maybe even the regional hospital situation or or way we did things before. I mean, the system is broken. And it's it's not money because... What about privatisation? I I, I don't completely disagree with you, although it has worked in some countries, it doesn't work in other countries. Uh, Niall, can I just say something on that point with the privatisation? You want to be very careful with that one as well, right, privatisation. There is an underlying, uh, and I remember seeing the uh, the protesters uh, on Dawson Street a number of years back, there's there's an underground uh, TTIP agreement going on between the US and Europe. And Ireland, as long as we're in Europe, we're going to get well caught up on it as well. And if we end up with a privatised health service, you can forget it. I mean, it'll be... Well, the problem, problem is when you have privatisation, you know, they're private companies that want to make a profit, so they start to cut corners. Yes, and look, at, well, look there, yeah. what they've been okay. doing today. There's no way. Yeah, well, so, well, sorry, just let me ask you about that too. Do you think it would make a difference to privatise the health service? I would go along that route myself now, I would. But the thing is, if you were handed that job, say, tomorrow, Simon Harris job or those gentlemen are handed it, 
and the, you wanted to do what was totally logical as that man said and do the right thing say strip it down from self it would never work it's surprised because why we'd have loads and loads of strikes because there's thousands and thousands of people in the health like the, you know the civil service now who would go out and strike because they want the system to stay as it is because their pockets are being lined they don't want it there's no want or will to change it even though the logical thing is staring people in the face there would be too many strikes because there's too many other interests involved instead of having a good health system Okay, well, stay there a second. Let me go to Ken as well. Um, Ken, oh, hold on a second. Ken, I just switched you on there. I apologise. Sorry, Ken, go ahead. Uh, yeah, hi. Hi, Hello. Ken. You, 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 you want to make a comment. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so uh, first I would like to say that the, the incentive itself is a big joke. It is just disgraceful, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not, it's not a way of making the system uh, more efficient. Okay? But uh, one of uh, the lads was making comments Dermot. about overcrowding the, the system, you know, uh, mass population, the, the influx of immigrants in Ireland. So that, that one thing doesn't have anything to do with the other, you know? But I think the point that he was making is that we have an increase of population because of mass immigration, not because yeah, Irish people true. are having more children. Absolutely, not having a person. Well, okay, well, 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 hang, well, hang on, hang on, Dermot, let him finish. The, 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 yeah. fertility, uh, the fertility rate, the birth rate in Ireland is quite high. But no, it, it's, but it, no it's decreased. So, the, yeah, the birth rate in Ireland has decreased over the last 30 years. It is decreased, but Irish people still have a lot of kids. Yeah, but but the birth rate has decreased. <laughs> I understand. I do want to, but hang on, both of you. I do understand the point you're making, but to be just factually correct, uh, the reason our population has increased would be fair to say is because, you know, we have people coming in from all around the world, be it Europe yeah, or outside Europe. That. But the thing is, people pay tax, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Me, myself, I work six to... I don't, well, I mean, no, to be fair... Hang on, everybody, before we all get the wrong end of the sick, Ken, I don't think he was having a go at immigrants. He was just saying that with immigrants coming into the country, the population increasing, we need to increase the health service. You know, I agree with you. I agree. I fully agree. Well, so, oh, Dermot, you, you can respond to Ken yourself. Yeah, he's getting the wrong end of the stick. I'm not having a personal go, and we're not going down this old race okay. route again of non-national. Well, quite simply, you come in from whatever country you were born in, you arrive in yeah. Ireland. You've got hundreds of thousands of Polish and Eastern European and, and Spanish and all oh, you name it, they're all here. So they all arrive on this little island of ours and they're going to need health care at some stage. And like I said to yeah. Niall, I'm not, it, this, is not, it, this is just an observation. I was in Tallahassee earlier in the year. At about 5.30 in the morning, I was in the A&E department, about 150 people there. And to a man... They were all foreign. Everyone, because they all spoke foreign, they looked foreign. And I just looked around. Yeah, and yeah but Dermot, Dermot, uh, right? Yeah. I, I believe you agree with me that Irish or no Irish, we, we all pay tax. We all pay income tax, right? Absolutely. It's not, a, it's not an issue. Taxes is in nationality. The issue is not the, the nationality of the people. It's the, quantity, the, it's the quantity of people that are arriving here. So basically, it's, a, it's virtually an open door here for everybody to let's all fucking join hands together. <laughs> Meanwhile, the health service is running as it was 20 or 30 years yeah. ago. So but they haven't we, expanded, they haven't we, built we're hospitals. Being, we're you understand what I'm saying? Off. We're being ripped off. Our, you pay tax, I pay tax. The, the issue is the taxes are not being properly, properly applied. Yeah, but they are, they are, don't get me wrong, Ken, they are being spent. We spent 16, actually 17 billion last year in healthcare. So the money is not the issue. Half the of money... the budget, I was just checking the budget for the, the health system in Ireland. Half of the budget is being applied 
uh, it's going against the the budget for the the new hospital. Yes, the child's hospital. Yeah, two billion, or actually it'll go up again to three billion. So, uh, do you agree with me that that's? Oh yeah, the money is not being spent properly. It's been spent badly. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't know how to run. The problem is they just don't know how to run a health service. Exactly. I I fully agree. The issue is not the influx of people. The issue is. Well, no, I think, Ken, I can, Ken, to be fair to Dermot, well, maybe it came across wrong or maybe you picked it up wrong. I don't think he was making an issue with the fact that, you know, foreign nationals don't deserve health care. That's not exactly. what he, I, I think the point That's he was making is, is that our population has gone in 20 years from 3.1 yeah. million to 5 million people. And that's not because Irish I, people are having I, more I, babies. I, 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 I agree with you. The problem is just planning. There was no planning. There's no planning health care. No Welcome to policy. Ireland. There never is planning. We don't yeah. plan anything. We don't so, think of the future. The, the issue is not the money. We, we do have enough resources in Ireland. The issue is bad management. Uh, nobody cares. Nobody I, can I ask you, Ken, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Brazil. Okay, and what's the health care system like in Brazil? Wait, well, where? I, I hate to say this. I love Ireland, but it, it is slightly better in Brazil. It's uh, universal. You don't have to pay. We get free dentists. Free dentists? Yeah. Of course, it's a very small place to place. Okay, so it's similar to the NHS in the UK. It is. It is. And if you went into A&E in a major city in Brazil, how quickly would you be seen? It depends on the, the spot. It depends on the region. People complain, of course, but everybody gets um, everybody gets to see the doctor. Everybody gets treated, and in a reasonable time. In a reasonable time, not sixteen okay. hours. Well, it depends on the region, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I wouldn't say it's the worst either. I would say it's slightly better than the Irish system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never heard of this, like paying bonuses to to nurses so they can. Uh, Free up beds. That, that's a joke. <laughs> it, it does seem a bit bizarre, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Niall. Yeah, sorry, Dermot. You know, yeah, so just, just maybe. I know, I know, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I know you'll be coming to the end of this subject uh, shortly. Just uh, this sort of, uh, um, sort of underlines that I have to go um, in for a procedure. I was in the hospital yesterday, and they said we have to take you in for, for a, it's a long story, for a one night, for a one night stay over. And I said, Jesus, I hope you don't keep me in over Christmas. Christmas is a busy time for me. Ah, she says, no, we'll be taking you in sometime in January. And I said, that's grand, a couple of weeks' time. No, 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 she says, January 2021. Oh, right. That's how long so, the waiting list is. Can I ask what's wrong with you, by the way? There's a 13-month. I was in, um, I have um, a thing called sleep apnea. Oh, right, okay. That's, which is, you yeah. stop breathing in your sleep. In your sleep, yes. It's yeah, it's, uh, it's to do with plaque in the top of your throat at the back of your nasal passage, is it? Something something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's called, it's called, it started causing me serious breathing problems earlier in the year. Have you, have you put on weight? I have. I exploded. What happened was, very briefly... Because that's, that's normally what happens when you put on a lot of weight very quickly. You end up getting sleep apnea. Yeah, because I gave up the cigarettes last January, New Year's Eve, thinking I was a good boy. And within about five or six weeks... I was like an eight, an eight month pregnant woman. I had a stomach sticking out. <laughs> Genuinely. Right, and, 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 and just, yeah, just for a warning for people, if you do put on weight quickly, you, your body can't handle it very well. And when you're lying down, what happens is it's the weight of your, your chins, <laughs> if that be the case, uh, it's the weight of the fat on, on, your, on your breathing. It stops you actually breathing uh, in the middle of the night. Absolutely. Yeah, and so, it causes a very bad and sleep. It's a, and it is so, but it's a serious enough... Uh, very of course serious, it is. 
Oh, yeah, be, uh, because yeah. It, it runs you down because you're not getting quality sleep. Yeah, absolutely. So, but anyway, I had to go in for, for, for this procedure. And I was told, as I say, I thought January coming. No, probably January next year. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, you'd, you'd be dead in Albert before that happens. I hope, uh, Jason's there, but I hope not. I'd, sorry I even said that. <laughs> I just <laughs> well, look. Hey, by the way, Ken, have you ever had a reason to go into hospital over here? <laughs> I, I well, ho- hopefully not. But have you ever no, had a reason to no, go to hospital? Lucky enough, no, not yet. Okay, all right. Well, no, I no, hope. Niall, Niall, yeah. just say one last thing before I let you go. Chase, don't go in the same day. Dermis, there, he'd be giving out about you. Sorry, yeah, Dermot, what? I have it in. I have it um, with my other half. That it, should I die before I ever talk to you, I have it down that you. I want you to do the eulogy at my funeral. I'm doing the eulogy at your funeral. All right, Absolutely. okay. Absolutely. If I, if I kick the bucket before you... So uh, you want me to stand up at the church and say, Dermot rang on a regular basis into my show <laughs> and he's a bollocks. <laughs> exactly. Say it like Monty Python. Yeah. Okay, let me, let me go to Noel as well before I finish this up. Noel, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Noel? How are you doing? How are you doing? Good, Noel. Do you want me to do your eulogy as well? No, I just heard that last one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Noel, is it? I mean, look, it's, it's clearly it's not a good idea. The, holo- the holidays, the husband have apologised for this uh, 500 euro incentive. It was ill judged, they said. Uh, but th- the principle behind it was to get people out quicker. Yeah, I, un- I understand that. But no, I, I wouldn't agree with it. I mean, if they can't do it now at the moment, why should they be able to do it for extra money? You know, it, it should be something that's done anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there, 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 there's no reason for it. There's no reason for sitting around in the bed four or five hours waiting to be discharged. Yeah, I'm, you know, lo- I, I, I'm I looking don't at think the poster. Money at it. I'm looking at the post. Somebody sent me a copy of the poster here. It's And it's done like, it is like, dude, you're right. It's like bingo. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a, it has balloons on it and it says, win, win, discharge lounge in your ward, team the best. Prove it. Win monthly prizes. Um, the ward that sends the most patients to the discharge lounge before 11 o'clock wins 500 euro. <laughs> you, I tell you, you couldn't make that up. Oh, my God. What? The next, the, next thing, the next thing will be, they'll say, uh, the, the, you know, 500 euros for the, the, they can bring the patient down to Ron Massey's funeral home down next door to the hospital because that's what it'll be going yeah oh god well, and, and then there's also there's also a bonus of 250 for the medical team that sends the most patients to the discharge lounge <laughs> oh, oh Jesus geez. Christ who even who thought that was a good and it does say at the bottom terms and conditions apply I mean who, who thought that was a good idea in a, in a national hospital someone probably got well paid for that <laughs> sorry yeah go ahead Ken Ken, you still there? You gone? Yeah, yeah. They should change the, the incentive. Instead of uh, releasing patients, it should be uh, sent a patient to uh, to cemetery. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. maybe there will be a deduction in your money if you end up sending them to a cemetery. Yeah, yeah, but sorry. I mean, I suppose no. It is a reflection of the healthcare system at the moment. It's no surprise, really, is it? No, it, it's not. I mean, I've been to other countries that would be considered third world, and the healthcare system is. Far superior to ours. Yeah, I would um, absolutely it, agree. You with know, you. It, it's really ridiculous. I mean, I've been to Vietnam, where where uh, it'd be considered a, a lesser country than ours, and had the unfortunate uh, of happened to be in the hospital, and you're seen to, you know, quicker, a hundred times quicker than you will be here, yep. and everything needed to be done done there and then. There's no sticking and waiting lists and what have you. I know you're a tourist, but you're still yep. looked after. 
It is incredible. You know? And as I mentioned earlier on, you know, I had the misfortune being an A&E in Belfast, but I've also been with somebody else in A&E in the Costa del Sol. And the, the system they have with the lines on the floor and the different waiting rooms for x-rays and blood tests. And you're in and out and it's so efficient. Everything's exactly. just run. Yep. It's just everything is run better. The same with, with the Ulster in Belfast, right? You go in and there's five triages. You know, and then there's a doctor will be out here within 15 minutes of being in a triage and the doctor will look after you from start to finish. They don't walk off, see other people and come back to you. They see you, make sure you get your blood test, your urine test, your, your x-rays or whatever you need and then call you back in as soon as they have the results and you're out in an hour and a half. Max. And we find that so hard to do something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Actually, listen, last, thanks very much indeed. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Noel. Thanks, Ken. Uh, and uh, Dermot and uh, Jason Dermot, I hope you're all right, by the way. Hope you have a nice Christmas. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, well, when you go home tonight, now start writing out your... Uh, the your unit, I'm planning it already, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a bollocks you was. <laughs> yeah, I'm planning it already, Dermot. Thanks Take very much, Dermot. All right, cheers, cheers. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.